The Tuesday Club with Sean, Kyle and Shane. Hello, welcome to the Tuesday Club, and it's the last episode of this series, Series 3, boys, and uh, we deserve a bit of a break. I think we've uh, we've gone through this series pretty well, lots to talk about, some really special guests, but we're going to take a little time out, everyone. Thanks so much for following us, uh, with you, you with Kyle and Shane, um, but we're just going to take a couple of weeks and come back hard and fast, because there's some big things happening in the summer, and talking of summer, boys, had the sun out last couple of days. What have you been up to? Yeah, you, you look like you've had the sun, Sean. Obviously been on the either on the golf course or in the garden again, is it? <laughs> I've been on the golf course, pal, yeah. Uh, lots of golf, so it stops there. It stops at the neck. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no T-shirts yet, because it's still been a little bit chilly, but I've been on the golf course, yeah, and I've been picked in fences, you're right, in the garden. Mate, you want to invest <laughs> in, uh, you want to invest in a, a motorhome, like, because you haven't been off the golf course since you were allowed to go back, so might as well just stay there, I think. <laughs> Practice makes perfect, man. I'm a single-figure <laughs> handicap, but I've got to keep on top. Long way to go yet, then. <laughs> As I say, you better, you better be good by now. Jesus. I'm not bad, man. And I, look, uh, if you're an avid golfer like me, your, your first aim is to get sing, into single figures. And I managed to get down through lots of practice to nine, uh, 8.7 we've got the 8.7 there's this new Wales golf system now and uh, it's pretty universal and 8.7 I think I'm on my way but like anything mate you know this I just had a little slump on Saturday I still scored 29 points which isn't great I've been averaging about 37 38 a little slump on Saturday I checked my handicap I bumped straight back up to 9.1 I was devastated I won good company on Saturday <laughs> Still single figures, or I mean, it takes a lot. And I, I've played a lot yeah. golf, not you know as much as you. Or I go out for the day out, I will with the boys, you know. But that's that's hell of an achievement to get down to below ten, anyway. So you're, it takes you're, a lot of hard work, and, and yeah. I discovered that like I'm doing, I'm driving well. I hit the ball really long. I'm I'm lucky because uh, I'm a, a, probably because I'm a cricketer, and I played golf as a kid I've got a reasonably good swing I hit the ball long and I've hit it straight there but you know golfers have been telling me for years if you want to get down to single figures it's chipping and putting and they're so true so my putting's improved Saturday if you can't get your chipping right you've added so that's why when I watched the Masters the other week I was just watching the chipping and putting and those guys are just incredible I mean we know everybody at the top of their game you know they are brilliant but they are brilliant it, it takes a lot of practice and know-how it is incredible yeah, it's, yeah gotta be honest with you, it's i would say it's the hardest sport in the world to master you know because it's you just sit in a little tiny ball which i don't even know what the ball is made of with a metal stick basically and you've got to hit it into the woods down this long straight thing they call a fairway and then yeah. you get another... you've, got to, you've got to miss you, you've got to aim away from the woods Kyle <laughs> well yeah should, that, might, that may be a problem hey you work for Savvy you'll work for me <laughs> you just appreciate it like, even, like the snooker started now isn't it the uh, the world champs yep. and you see them potting the balls you know, and when you go, like you said the other week when you go on the table the darts is back the Premier League of darts and you think oh it's only darts throwing darts they, you know, then when you watch, you really appreciate the expertise on them. It's like it's like when you watch Shane play rugby. Oh, you know, sidestep in school and this. Uh, 
<laughs> no, you know, when the bombs are going off and people are trying to kill you, you know, and he's making it look easy. Same in the cricket, you know, watch Ben Stokes whacking it out of the ground. You think, yeah, I'll have a go with that when I'm down the cricket club. Yeah. Well, this bloody moving ball at 80 miles an hour, you can't hit. So it's just, you know, that's what makes sport, isn't it? I tell you, all right, if anyone wants to, uh, a prime example of that situation where you think, oh, well, I've seen him doing it on the TV, watch Shane's try against France where he picks the ball up facing his own try line, about the halfway line, and literally there's just French bodies flying at him and how he get out of every single one of them. Jumps over one, sidesteps two, and then manages to go underneath the post, I think, so that was a pretty good one. Kyle, if if you've got a Sebastian Chabal running at you, pal, you'd sidestep and get past them as well, let me tell you. It's beyond you know, that fella yeah. grabbing out you. Yeah. yeah, I've never moved so fast in all my life. Brilliant. We played sail, like we played sail, Kelly, in the Heineken Cup away. And the boys ran out first on, I think it was Hayward Road or uh, I forget what it was. Um, I remember we were playing in white and black, and uh, the boys got in a huddle. I got a photo of it. I, we, I think we were playing, and the Shabal was, yeah. that was when sail we were, you know, yeah, yeah. sail needed to beat us. They needed to beat us to, to get up in the pool. And um, Shabal runs out, and all the players run up, you know, in their half to warm up. Shabal runs across to our huddle and starts staring the boys out. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, those, those are the times you look for Philo Tia Tia. Yeah, he, he was the only one that had a chance. That man, that Shabal is massive. Absolutely massive. You know, he, he was scary. I remember in that game as well, we kicked the ball right down his throat, and he had like a 50 meter run down on me. And, I, and I, I, rem- I remember just thinking, Jesus, Shane, it's probably going to be easier to jump out his way. But I kind of went for him. He tripped over the top of me and it's probably the biggest tackle of my career. But uh, <laughs> I, he was an absolute animal. An animal. Massive yeah. man, wasn't he? Gro- just, he was. Gro- you know, he stood He stood by our, our, some of our biggest players and he just dwarfed them. He was huge. Absolutely scary. Growing up, yeah. when, what a machine. Uh, when the YouTube things all started, yeah. you know, YouTube started going big and you can get all these compilation videos. How many hours I spent just typing in Shabal Big Hits, Shabal Big Hits, and just watching the compilations of him, some of the tackles. Like, There's always big tackles from millions of different players who've played the game, but some of his, you can feel them watching them, and these boys who got hit by him didn't get up, like, not straight away anyway. It's, it's, it's good big the man. way he played with the hair and the beard. He played the pantomime villain as well, didn't he? So they loved that. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's great. We need those characters. And I remember that game against Sale. Steve Tandy scored a try, right, and, and set us on our way in the first five minutes. Um, and we, we, went, we did really well. So talking to Steve Tandy, the Lions coaches were announced on Tuesday, I think it was, uh, last mm-hmm. Tuesday or maybe Thursday. And um, it, it had just gone totally under the radar for me. And I heard that Graham Roundtree, Steve Borthwick, Andy Farrell had turned it down with this and the other for whatever reason. And Steve Tandy was announced as one of the, the Lions coaches, Shin. You know, a, yeah. a fair play. I, I sort of went, yeah, yeah, you know, Scotland's defence, really, you know, he's, he's done really well. He's gone on to Australia. And I sent him a message and, and all that. And what a, what a brilliant accolade for him. Oh, un, unreal. Um, I had a phone call on the day before it was announced, actually. I think it was the Telegraph. And they said, look, we've got a, we've been told that Steve Tandy's going to have the job. And I was just like, I, I, exactly the same as you. I thought, oh, do you know what? I, you know, that's that's uh, that's an interesting one. But I, I think he just fits the mould, to be honest. You know, I think, um, you know, what he's done with Scotland and 
defensively, you know, he's, he's been around the mill, hasn't he? he, had the, he obviously, with at the Ospreys, he had his good times, he had his tough times. He went away and worked at his game. He went to the other side of the world with the Waratahs and everyone kind of thought, oh, that's probably the last we're going to see of Steve Tandy, to be fair. But he's, he's obviously done a great job. He's learnt a lot and he's come back better and stronger and, and fair play. You know, I, I was like, ah, oh, do you know what? I think he, he, he fits the mould. I think uh, Gats is a, a no-nonsense person. That's why he likes Sean Edwards. That's why he likes Muckers and Jenks. And I, I think, you know, Townsend kind of fits into that mould as well. And we all know Tandy. You look at him, you think, God, he's a grumpy sod. He's, he's not. I've known him a long time. He's just very straight. He's hardworking and very much a, a mould of a mucker. So I think he fits he fits in fits the mould really, really well. And um, it'd be interesting to see how he goes. I think he'll get on with Gats. I think he's Gats' his cup of tea. And that's what you want. You've got a strong team around you that you get on with. So, yeah, a little bit left field, but uh, I think he'll do a job. Um, really interesting. I like Townsend as well. I'm a big fan of Gregor Townsend. I think uh, I like the way he tries to get his teams playing. Scotland try and play a bit of rugby, don't they? Don't always kind of, I've got the skill set at times to do it, but when he's got players that he's going to have around him of, you know, from Scotland, England, Wales and Ireland, I think he could do a job. So, yeah, really interesting. Excited. Yeah, I, I think there's a little bit of um, that, Shane, with Townsend. Um, if you throw back to the 97, Townsend was an was a integral part, you know, yeah. as a 10 you know, and you probably thought of the Scotland team at the time. But then you put one or two of them into surrounded by, you know, brilliant players, as you would know. Yeah. Like Tom Smith, the, the loose head, played also. Finley Calder was the, uh, was he, uh, he was, no, he was, he was 89, wasn't he? But uh, when you put those guys then, you know, the point I'm making with, with brilliant players from the other nations. Yeah. They can really excel, and and hopefully that'll be the same for Gregor Townsend. But it's a great accolade for Steve. Well done to to Tandy and yeah. um, Tom Morstock. And it's 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 a little bit of tip of the cap to us, you know, in our region as well. You know, all those years he was nurtured as a player, and in Tom Moore as a person with his dad and his mum, and and all of that. So we're really proud of him. Well done, Steve, and uh, good luck to all the Lions coaches. Uh, there is going to be yeah. some sort of tour, but. Uh, the only one's touring will be the team. <laughs> Look yeah. We want Shane. No, it's so, well, it's looking less and less likely, isn't it? But um, at least there's a tour going on. Uh, I, I think it'd have been really tough on the players if uh, if if we wouldn't have had a tour. You know, I've been on several now, and I'd have been gutted for the lads if they'd have missed that opportunity. So, um, you know, at least we've got rugby. You know, we, let's let's be grateful for that. We're getting back to normal, um, but let's not rush it either. I think we've got to be very careful. So, well done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kyle, can I just say um, a little congratulations to one of our avid followers, Johnny Davis. You might remember Johnny. He's been a few questions in and one Shane signed photo. Um, oh, yes. Johnny sure. has been, um, last week he continued his um, raising money for Valindra by running to and from work for, for all of last week. And I think it was 18 miles. Uh, the 18 miles back, he did it all week going to work. So well done, Johnny. Uh, mm. I know you're a big listener. And uh, congratulations, a worthy cause and a great effort. So nice way to uh, to end our series. Yeah, Johnny yeah. Davis, thanks. Well thanks done, Johnny. For Valindra. Well done. Well done. Well what, done what else is going on then? Kyle, um, now, what, something that has gone under the radar, I mean, we've got a few messages about this, so we've got to acknowledge and chat a little bit about the women's Six Nations. Now, 
it's a tough one to talk about for us because Wales women have had a, a pump in in mm. the first two games. They haven't scored a point. I think it's ninety-eight nil combined over the two two games. And the most disappointing one was the Ireland one. I think it was forty-five nil. We lost to Ireland, at, and and then Ireland played France last week, and they got pumped by sixty points. So there's been this big hullabaloo about amateur and semi-professional against professionals. Have you been following it? I watched the first game against France and it was just painful. Um, to be honest with you, the last sort of few years, it's great, right? You know, it's great. You know, uh, it, it, they should put it up there, you know, next to the men's. should have as much publicity, as much coverage and it's brilliant. So you try and watch it and if there's any rugby on, I'd much prefer to watch Women's Six Nations and men's football. When we'll talk about the football, because that's the football world's going mad at the minute as well. Um, mm. But the, the, it's all, it's always a struggle. I feel to watch the Wales women play, you know. And I I don't know that much about any of the players, any of the ladies there, or you know what clubs they play for, or anything. I suppose I'm one of those fans that just watch the Wales women games, as opposed to the the regions or whatever they play. But it's a struggle to watch, like you know, you you don't know what's what's who's coaching them, like because they just they just can't seem to do anything. They can't put anything together, and they can't defend. It's well, it's just yeah. I didn't watch the second one. Well, I lied. I forgot the second one was on against Ireland. I turned it on. It was thirty three minutes into the game, and they were and they were thirty five nil down. I thought, oh, there we are. I'm just gonna go back and watch reruns of The Sopranos instead. It's difficult to watch, <laughs> man. Yeah. I, it, it it is hard, um, you know. I think you look at the the fact that, that France and England are going to dominate, and they are going to dominate for some time. You know, they're professional, they're training all the time, and I get, you know, as a professional myself, you're only going to get better and better by training on a daily basis. Wales, the semi pros. What I don't understand though, though, is it wasn't that long ago that Wales weren't all right. They weren't they they weren't up there with the Englands and the France, but they weren't. Of poor quality that that I've certainly seen in this Six Nations. Like some some of the tries um, I witnessed for Ireland and the um, yeah the game as well. S- some of the the, the tackling um, and 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 some of the pl- general play was just just awful. You know things that even a semi professional player should be able to do, which was which was yeah. disappointing. So look, I, I I do get the fact that you know these girls are up against it. You know it is difficult. And you know, rightly so. It, they, perhaps they should be professional. Perhaps they should. If if the other nations are, why aren't ours? Yeah. Um, and that that goes for the Irish uh, plus the others as well. And I think you know, the Italians are doing pretty well as well, aren't they? As a as a team, didn't they beat Scotland on the weekend? So mm-hmm. you know, we, I I don't. Yes, you know, we are gonna we are gonna struggle against the professionals, but at the same time, some of the rugby that was played that I seen was just just awful. Absolutely yeah, yeah. awful, just dropping off tackles. Yeah. So that you know, you can't blame that on not being a professional, a full time professional, because you're wearing your national jersey. You still should be making these tackles. So I found that more difficult to watch than the results, because some of the results I was thinking, yeah, we're not going to win this game. These girls are professional, or they are, you know, they, they are better than us. It just seems like the standard has dropped slightly as well in in the last year or so. I think when Roland Phillips was there, Sean, I, I don't know if you agree, there was. You know they were much more competitive. I think um, the the skill set was much better, and a lot of these players were still, 
you know, are still in the national team now. So I don't really know what's happened there, really, to be honest with you. I, I, did a, I commented on a couple of games uh, under Roland's tenure, and um, one was against Ireland. And, you know, they, I thought, well, hello, we've got something going here. There's some young players, front rowers in particular, Jazz Joyce, who I do some work with down in Pembrokeshire for a company called Muck Adventures. They, you know, she's a hell of a talent, you know, in the Olympics yeah. and sevens. And, and, and I thought, oh, hello. So something's gone wrong. You know, Roland left. His, his daughter was the captain and, she, and she's gone. I've seen her and some of the key players, uh, Alicia Butchers, we haven't seen. Joe Jazz Joyce, sorry, has, has been injured, I think. So, yeah, something not right there. And the counter-argument is, on the professionalism front, I think that a lot of the girls do play over in Bristol, yeah, maybe Harpery, and are, are semi-professional or some are professional. But as a collective, they, they're lagging behind. But, you know, I, I also commented on England-Wales a couple of years ago, and it went out to B, uh, BBC World Service, and there were hundreds of thousands of people listening. Listening and watching, hundreds and thousands. Oh, I think they mentioned something like one point something million people. I was again, crikey, you know, this has the potential. And we've seen what happens, what has happened with women's football, women's cricket, women's golf. It's fantastic to watch. You know, it, it really is. Yeah. So, you know, we'll have to watch the space and see see where it's going. But um, yeah, it's looking pretty bleak for Wales at the moment. Anyway, last one, the series three. God, it's gone quick, mind. But uh, we deserve a break. Well, what's been the highlights of the series, boys? We've had all sorts of different people on. We've had rugby people, we've had TV people, we've had actors. Um, you know, what's been your highlight, Kyle? Um, I quite like the episode with um, the eye broadcast students. If I'm honest. Um, oh, did you? Yeah. yeah, I quite enjoyed that. It was it was nice, like. I still, in my head, you still. I suppose the same for for everybody. You you still feel young, don't you? You still feel like, oh, I only I only left university three years ago. When in actual fact, I left university now eleven years ago. Um, so I'm at that stage where people used to come to me in university and give us lectures and this that and the other. And you always hear about people giving back to the community and youngsters. But it was it was really nice to see three people from three total different backgrounds pursuing their dreams and, and achieving them. Um, and obviously with a big help from you as well, and um, aspire to be, and I, and I broadcast at Swansea University. It was brilliant. It was really nice. It was really f- refreshing yeah. uh, to see yeah. to see those nice. students. It's, it's really nice. You know, we did a one a couple of years ago with Swansea University around the varsity. Two of the two of the students that were on that have now been employed by the Employability Academy in Swansea University. So that, you know, it's, it is a good stepping stone for them. And another one has been employed by the BBC. So it's great, really. Um, Shane, how about you? You missed uh, Jack Loden. We had Jack Loden on. He, I enjoyed him. I enjoyed Nell Hudson when she came on. I thought she was light, bubbly and, and insightful. Uh, yeah. and we've had a lot of good feedback to Ben Ryan last week. A lot of good feedback. He was a great guest, wasn't he? Yeah, I, I, I've known, I've known Ben for a while, and anyway. I've met him several times. And uh, yeah, you know, having having chatted to him over the years, you know, he's, uh, I, I know his story inside out. So it was great to chat to him. But um, my favourite was Lewis Rizamet, um only because, you know, I, I, I'd never met him before. I certainly talked about him enough, and I thought I, I needed to meet this guy because uh, I blew enough smoke. Up, uh, up, up as you know what, because you know he's 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 certainly a talent, and I thought, well, you know, if I'm you know if I'm going to pretend to be that intimate with him, I need to meet him, don't I? Surely. So, um, 
no, he was he was he was great. I think um, what I liked about him is how humble he was and and how hard working he's he is. And and you know, when we met him, he he wasn't reaching the heights he he reached during the Six Nations either, was he? You know, he was just um, chomping at the bit to play, but he was holding back. He was waiting for his time, and he was saying, "Look, I'll be patient. When I get my chance, I'll take it." And uh, it's it's great to see it come to fruition, really, because you know we've we've been really. Uh, Wanting him to play for the for his country for a long, long time, and uh, he's a lovely kid and deserves all the accolades he's getting at the moment. So, uh, yeah, my uh, a friend of mine said they they saw him walking through Tembe. I think it was weekend before last, and uh, he was like the Pied Piper. He had about fifty young girls following him through town. Um, and yeah, thank God one of them was my daughter Georgie, who absolutely idolised <laughs> him. So I'll be keeping her away from him for a while. But uh, no, he's, he's he's great. Yeah, I enjoyed that. It was nice, really nice. What about you, Sean? What was your favourite? Brought back memories. My favourite, um, I think probably Nell. I think I, th- I really enjoyed Nell. I, she was so bubbly, and you know the fact that she'd be, be diversified in lockdown and and uh, had written a book and was on to a second book. The fact that I'd seen her in Outlander and I thought she was a great actress uh, in Outlander because she had a, a, a quite an interesting part to play. And, um, and yeah, you know, she, uh, she just, just hit us, didn't she, with um, her sort of bubbly character. So, and I did enjoy Jack Loughton. I mean, you know, for Shane and I, we, we meet all the rugby guys. You know, we had Ryan Jones on, didn't we? You know, and, uh, you know, we go back a long way. So as as good as it is to catch up and chat, when we get somebody different, like an actor on, an actress, or a director, or a TV person, then I enjoyed Carol Vorderman. I thought Carol Vorderman was great. Vorders. And we had old Vorders, you know, legend. And um, and she was great. So, uh, and she kept in touch, you know, and, and, and she, she likes the Tuesday clip. So it, it's been great, you know. And, and, and for, for all the, the lockdown stuff, you know, we started it, what was it a year ago, Kyle? A year in March, wasn't it? We started it uh, a week before the twenty twenty six nations. So yeah. we've been going just yeah. over a year. You know, thirty plus episodes, however many it is, and um, more than that, you know, about sixty odd. I think more mate. than that, sixty odd. Is it? Well, you know, I've lost count, but <laughs> I look forward to it, and it's great for us to catch up because we haven't seen each other face to face really, and um, and to keep on top of whatever it is. And, and and just to meet new people, I think it's been a, it's been really nice. And you know, we will have a fourth series, and we've got a Lions tour to look forward to. We've got the Rainbow Cup to look forward to. And my son rightly tells me that there's been some new films put on Netflix, so they must be starting to film new things. So we've got lots mm-hmm. to talk about there, you know. And there's the Oscars and the Baftas and what you're watching and so on. So yeah, you know, it's great. And and, and talking of that, Kyle. I noticed you've got a you've got a bit of a watch along coming uh, or a meet and greet coming up. Oh meet, yeah, uh, meet <laughs> Kyle Reese, the Outlander star, and uh, that's gone really well. It looks a bit you sold out. Sold out for only one. T- tell uh, us. Oh yeah, basically, what, what, what's a lot about? All, all his family are going, eh? <laughs> <laughs> they they try to get rid of me, man. Not see me more. the lizard all there. basically, uh, some something we all know that. Big shows have big followings, and the big followings start conventions. You know, you've got the Comic Con was like the original ones, when they the OG conventions where people go and dress up as their favorite characters from different shows, cartoons, whatever it is. And Outlander has a massive, massive fan base all over the world, it's not just in America. 
Um, and when I started the show, I started getting invited to these conventions. But then, obviously, when COVID hit, we had a few conventions that we were all, um, some of the cast were supposed to go to in 2020. They all got cancelled. So then, on the flip side of that, they started doing meet and greets via Zoom. Um, so we would just go on and chat to some fans for half an hour and have a bit of banter with the people. And, yeah, so I'm just doing another round of those. Three weekends in May. First, well, the first two two weekends left now. 1st of May, 8th of May, and the 15th of May. And 6 p.m. Be, uh, what's, that word? what's that word time? BST? Standard time. Yeah, 6 p.m. BST. 12 p.m. PST and 10 a.m. in in LA. So <laughs> the last one. P I S T. P I S S E T. So yeah, so I'm doing a couple of rounds. And yeah, it's going well. The first the first ones uh, sold out. The first round of sessions are sold out, and uh, the bookings coming in thick and fast. So I appreciate that everyone is booked on, and uh, I am looking forward to speaking to. All the Outlander fans because they are an amazing bunch of people and they support the show and every single person who's said a line or stood there and held a gun for a main character they support us all. So uh, so yeah, very okay. privileged and uh, lucky to do that. What are you smirking for, hey, uh, Sean? What are you smirking for? Uh, uh, <laughs> do you know, you're on about co- Comic Con, Kyle. Have you ever done a Comic Con? No, I'm dying to go to one. I I've actually done two Comic Cons, right? The, it's, the, it's the best day out ever. I done one in Wrexham. The one in Wrexham was amazing, right? It was the best day out ever. To the left of me, I had Nigel Ben. To the right of me, I had all of Buffy the Vampire Slayer actors and actresses. It was the my it was my favourite day ever. Was Sarah Michelle Gellar there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, Not quite as wow. hot as I remember her, to be fair. But <laughs> nevertheless, neither am I. So you know, I can't really Did judge. Go as Ant Man. <laughs> Oh, uh, here's one. Going as Willow. Willow. Eric Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I used no, to. I used to love uh, that film. Oh, brilliant film. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Warwick Davis. What did he used to? He was after a little baby when he Warwick Davis, and he's always like, "Ah, Delora." Delora. No, he was Willow, man. <laughs> yeah, well, she used to. She used to. She was saying it or something. Oh, I don't know. I we we got off. Piece, it's been yeah. a while. This, I want to do something. We used to do this in the first series um, when we'd ask people who they'd play and stuff. Shane's Ant-Man. If we were, if we were Marvel superheroes, Shane's Ant-Man now, because Sean's just given it, I know who I'd be. I'd be the slob. That is an actual Marvel character. Who would you be, Sean? You choose for yourself, mate. Take your time. I am man. I am man, of course. He didn't take long, No, no, well, not at all. There's logic. There's logic to this, because... Out of his suit, he's he's an average guy, isn't he? You know, so I'm not like a like Shane, an athlete full of muscles. Although I'm not bad for fifty, but so I like all the stats and all this that and the other. So I can create gadgets and ways around things. And um, I get Gwyneth Paltrow. Fair, yeah, but he dies in the end. Hey! <gasps> Spoiler alert! <laughs> I'm going to die in the end as well. Don't worry. Oh, this is yeah, you know, yeah. taking a, a dark turn there now. We're talking about fun things, man. Well, who else could I be? Who would you who, who would you pick me as? I would pick you as um, where your hair is now, Peter Quill, the, the blue guy that uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy with the arrow. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember his name. <laughs> But uh, that's who you'd be. I can't remember his name, but he's like his sort of um, 
his surrogate father who pretends that he doesn't like him but he loves him and all the rest of it so it's kind of you know maybe Shane was Peter Quill there you know in that type of situation he was in a film I watched last night great actor don't know his name while we're on films me and Shane spoke earlier in the week there's a new zombie film coming out and oh yeah it's the it's Zack Snyder so the guy who just did released Zack Snyder's version of um, oh what are they called Justice League that amazing new edit has come out he's just done a film it's called Army of the Dead and it, we've talked about it Shane it basically just looks like Dave Bautista who's also in Guardians of the Galaxy yeah just leathering zombies for an hour and a half class that's got Oscar written all over it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he'll have a rotten you, tomato a watch rot- this space watch this space yeah I, I honestly I cannot wait for it it looks sick cannot wait the thing that I'm excited wait. to see right is you see it in the trailer right Sean it's not just your stereotypical oh right there's a load of zombies and now we got to go and get supplies from the derelict you know supermarket that's you know 15 miles away but then they petrol oh, car right, runs on a petrol oh, on, yeah, it's not your average zombie film no, because in the trailer <laughs> the zombies of well, I was going to swear then. I'm so excited. The zombies are organised, mate. And they, what looks like to me, it looks like it's a queen of the zombies. Did you see that fish in the trailer? Yeah, it's class. It's, it's it looks so amazing. realistic. <laughs> it's so realistic. <laughs> it's so realistic. Of, of, of all places they've got to break into, they've got to get back into Las Vegas. Into the Bellagio. Into get, get, yeah, into the Bellagio to get all this gold because everyone needs gold in the zombie apocalypse, right? <laughs> And then they've got to take over. And Baptista just kicks the crap into all these zombies, even though they're organised and know exactly what they're doing. It's honestly... Seen... Brilliant. I've never seen you so Amazing. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Honestly, it's... Uh... So, Walk, Walking like Dead's gone a bit slow for me, so I need something. Oh, I need I something s- to pick me up. I came off of Walking Dead years ago. It just got a bit strange and weird and all the best characters got killed off, so I just decided to leave that alone for a bit. Have you seen the spin-off? It's a bit like... slow. Have you seen the spin-off? No, I I, I know you're on about Fear yeah, of the Walking Dead. Yeah. Fear of the Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Struggling to watch this one at the moment. What? I'm gonna let's let's do a thing then, Sean. You've have you seen many zombie films, Sean? Listen, listen to this. Go on. When I was when I was young, you won't remember this. Shane probably would. We never had Netflix or internet. We had Betamax and VHS videos, right? <laughs> And round the corner from my nana's was a video shop. And we used to go round there on Fridays after school. And she'd allow us, me and my brother, to get a video Friday night. Okay. And the first one I got was uh, The Wanderers. One allowed to have that, but I had it, The Wanderers. And then I had Zombie Flesh Eaters. <laughs> now, that's an all-time classic. <laughs> Is it one of the Zombie black and whites? Is it one of the you bo- watch that one, boys. Yeah, exactly. I tell you now. But that was my first and last zombie film. My wife has watched <laughs> the whole of Walking Dead or whatever it's called. And she said, you've got to watch this great, the storyline. I'm like, the storyline? Anyway. I, th- I think um, <laughs> if I had to choose it, uh, oh, I love it. the best zombie film, 28 Days Later would be up there with Killian Murphy. That's that's a it, that's, that's pretty good. Do you agree, Shane? And I know we're going off on a total zombie branch here, but do you agree that there's um, three different types of zombies, and that's it? There's the zombies from Twenty Eight Days Later that are faster than you, and if you see one, they will yeah. chase you and just demolish you. There are the yeah. zombies from 
the Walking Dead type movies where, you know, they're a little bit agile. They will have a little jog to you if they're hungry, but that's about it. And then you've got the sort of the Shaun of the Dead zombies where we just, you know, you do. You said, yeah. give, give us your impression of a zombie. Oh, I'll do it on the night. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Go on, give us your best, give us your best zombie noise, Sean. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> that is that is from Shaun of the Dead. Oh my god! <laughs> you, you talk about all these zombies, right? And zombie film. Shaun of the Dead is the best one, mate. Quality and it's a comedy. Have yeah, I got to watch that? Yes, you've got to watch. You've got to watch that. What? He's amazing. Watch all three of them. So they did the Cornetto trilogy, right? Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. So they did Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and. Uh, the world's end. The world's end. That's it. And they call Good it. Film. They call it the Cornetto. Well, watch them, Sean, and we'll find out next series if you know why they call them the Cornetto trilogy. Right. I I promise I'll watch them. So first episode of series four. Ask me what I thought of them, and I'll do a better zombie impression. Right. Right. Okay. It's an absolute brilliant <laughs> yeah, film. Awesome. It's brilliant. So, Simon, I, Simon I... Pegg is in my top three actors now. Really? And the films he do. The films he does are ridiculously silly and stupid, but he's amazing. I love him. <laughs> he is good. He's a very good Call comedy actor. Call our listeners and followers. Drop us a message on Instagram or Twitter. Just tell us where you rank on a zombie rating. You know, is it, is it, it a yes or no? Just give us that, Kyle. Do it. I think I love it. I, I, do you know what? I just I feel like we've gone off on a, on a TV and film tangent for once. Normally, we talk a lot of rugby. That's great. We? Yeah, it is great. Well, I want to talk about... Should we have I, a? I know we're all. Can we have a quote off? I know we're all fans of uh, of Picky Blinders. Sad news this week. Old Polly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, terrible. 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 Yeah. That's. Oh, it's just. And she's phenomenal. She was phenomenal. She, it's going to be difficult to to fill her boots in it. Yeah. It's going to be interesting what they do with the series because I'm a big fan as well, and uh, and her character in that is just amazing. Absolutely amazing. amazing. She's a great she actress. Damien Damien Lewis. It, yeah. She is indeed. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really yeah. sad. Right. Are we, let's have a let's have a. I'm going to do a little impromptu game by We're going to have a quote off, boys. A quote Oof. off, right? So I'm going to read out some quotes for you, and I want you to tell me what film it's from. Oh. How's that okay. sound? Yeah, I like it. Well, I'd give it a go, but if it's any zombie ones, mm. <laughs> then um, I, I won't get it. Right. First, uh, nice, easy one to start you off, boys. Um, may the force be with you. Star Wars. Star yeah. Wars. We're at one point for Sean. One nil. One nil. Oh, one nil. Oh, all right. Proper yeah. competition. What's Sean, what's, Sean, what's your buzzer? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, what's your buzzer? <laughs> right. Question number two. What is this quote from? There's no place like home. Uh, uh-huh. Sean, oh, Sean. What was oh, it? Oh, really? Wizard of Oz. Two nil to Sean. Next, next oh, quote geez. from a very, very famous film. I'm the king of the world. Look at me. Uh, Sean. Rocky. No, wrong. Shane, I got to pass it over to you, mate. Uh, I, di- I didn't see the action you did. I'm the king of the world with this, like, you know, 
wind blowing through his hair right to the front of something. I'm the king of the world. Oh, that's Titanic. That's Titanic, Shane. Well yeah. in, son. Yeah, sorry. I still have a clue. 2 1. Well, you know, time's getting on. <laughs> right, two, I was, yeah, I was losing. Two more, boys. Best out of five. Uh, let's scroll down a bit. Uh, all right. You can handle the truth. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether there's a delay, but Sean, you're always in there first. What? Few good men. Few good men is correct. No. That is. Lead. That is three one. Yeah. That is. We we'll have another one anyway. Best of five. I'll give you the fifth one just for. I was going to swear then, but I can because it's my podcast. Just for shits and gigs, as they say in Step Brothers. Right, I'm going to give you a really hard one now. Okay. What we've got here is a failure to communicate. Now that is from a classic it, movie. Well, it sounded like Steve Hawkins, but uh Good one. Didn't I was trying to do a like a sort of Southern American accent. What we have yeah. what we have here is a failure to communicate. Uh, go on, Sean. I go for Apollo thirteen. <laughs> no, wrong. I'll give you a clue. The film was from nineteen sixty seven. Oh, Jesus. It's a very famous film. Very famous. Uh, if it's from 1967, surely it's only Sean's going to get this. What you, uh, what we have here is a failure to communicate. Uh, I give up, mate. I give up. I have you, but I'm going to clue. Sean, do you want to know the actor who was in it? Gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> who was the actor? <laughs> The actor was Paul Newman. Oh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Wrong. It was Cool Hand Luke. Cool Hand Luke. Oh, I was close. Have you ever seen oh, that, Shane? Yeah, Brilliant uh, film. Yeah, I have. I have. I, I love the classics, but I, 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 uh, I wouldn't have got that if, if I would have kept on going to the next series. There we are. Well, uh, there, there, there we are. Something we'll take into the next series. Uh, uh, we'll have yeah, our lovely. annual quote off. I've let myself down enough. Quite like that. I have to do a little bit of. Um, Our listeners are going to be chuffed that we just like experimenting on what things to do for the next series. Yeah, just play, you know, just winging it, like. <laughs> but it's nice. So proud nice to have something a little bit unscripted for our last uh, episode, isn't it? Yeah. Um, looking ahead, uh, what we're doing in a bit of time off. Uh, obviously, spending time with our families, doing a bit of work, um, pushing on with our various businesses. Uh, Shane, I no doubt you and I be doing a bit on the Rainbow Cup coming up. I got Dragon yeah. Scarlet Sunday. What do you want? Yeah, I got Osprey's Blues Saturday, uh, and I think I'm doing a bit of the uh, the Bulls game as well, which is interesting because I've never done any of the South African team. Uh, sorry, I have done South African, the cheat, uh, the cheetahs, and and the Kings, of course, but I've never done the Super Rugby team. So I'm looking forward the to big that. ones. Yeah, yeah. Some new uh, yeah. experimental laws coming in, uh, which would be good to commentate on. We'll we, yeah, we'll have to do a bit of homework this week. So the captains challenge. Where the captain can just uh, ask the ref to go and check it over. Uh, we've got the dropout on your own goal line if you head yeah, over I'm, the line. I, I, I'm looking forward to that one. I like that one. Yeah, I, 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 I like, like that. that one too. And then the other one has been a contentious one. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, oh, excuse me. A replacement uh, is allowed after 20 minutes after yeah. a red card. I'm not feeling that one, I'll be honest with you. It kind of defeats yeah. the, the, It's like, you know, if you. If you've got ill discipline, or you've 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 made a, an illegal play, or you've endangered somebody's safety, then your team gets punished for it. That's the whole point in a red card, and the other team gets the yeah. advantage. I don't think you should be able to bring somebody else back on after twenty minutes. It might as well just call it 
an orange card and have a 10 minutes in bin a 20 minutes in bin and bring the same player back on yeah it's, it's almost a contradiction in what they're trying to do isn't it it'd be interesting to see how it goes I think sometimes I think because we are making the game safer you know we are red cards there's more red cards then because of the contacts it's, we never see a red card anymore where someone stamps on someone's head or someone punches someone in the face you know so I, I, I get that side of it mm. and some red cards sometimes are a little bit harsh yep. but you know fair so I, maybe that's it. I that I'm fifty fifty with this one because I I need to see how it goes. I need to see yeah. how it goes. And but um, yeah, you know, it's it, sometimes you have got to bring these kind of laws in to see how how it plays out. Some don't work. Some do work. Some laws work uh, um, for better for some for some games and some some for others. So uh, yeah, interesting. But it, you know, mixes things up, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. does. It does. It's, 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 it's kind uh, of like tennis, isn't it, with the captain's challenge. Excuse me, I would like to see that again, please. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I quite like it. I was doing some commentary on uh, the Highlanders yeah. the other weekend. Uh, Aaron Smith uh, just questioned. He thought he saw a little knock-on in the act of scoring. The, ref, the officials had missed it. And there was a fumble, but it wasn't a knock-on. But it could have easily been a great challenge. And, but, you know, it'd be interesting to see that one as well, you know? Yeah. Do you know what I like about it, Sean? Is that you won't get players in the referees year all the time. Because, you know, it's almost like, so say if you're a captain and you're in the ref's year all the time, the ref will just go, right, is this, are you, con- you know, are you contesting this decision? And he's going to yeah. go, oh, no, no. oh, hold on, right, sorry, ref. No, 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 no. He's got one chance and one chance only unless he gets gets it right, you know? So that might shut yeah. a few people up because we've all been there in games. Everyone's a captain and everyone's in the ref's year. So I, I quite like that one, the fact that you can have a goal because sometimes... You know, it, that's going to. I think that's gonna, really going to stop people being in the referees' year. So I'm looking forward to seeing that one. And when they've used it, they, then they can't contest that's another it. one. So that's, that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Exciting. All right. Well, we should say congratulations to uh, Dwayne Peel, who's got his move not to the Blues, to the Scarlets now, uh, back home. And as a result of that, the announcement came today or yesterday, if you're listening on Tuesday. That Matt Sherrett is going back to the Blues, to Cardiff, and uh, where he was with Danny Wilson. He comes back from Worcester, from Osprey's coach as well, of course, and did a bit with Wales. So Matt Sherrett will be the attack coach with Dai Young at Cardiff next year. So hmm. some coaching, shuffling going on. That's not an April Fool, Kyle. So you're definitely not the DOR of Scarlet's Rugby. We'll just clarify <laughs> no, that no. for everybody listening and all the Osprey's that fans. That was an April Fool. Yeah. Hey, Peely was always going back to Scarlet. So I think yeah. when they were talking about the Blues, I was like, ah, really? You know, there was always a kind of a... And there seemed to be a place opening up at the Scarlet. And I was thinking, he always played it down. He was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm mean, I, I got to go and do a job at the Blues. I was thinking, you're not really. You're, you're just holding off here for the for the Scarlet. It's great. It's great to have a, a Welsh coach back in Wales. It's, uh, you know, he's obviously got his connections with the Scarlet. He's well-travelled now. He knows his stuff, Peely, in fairness. So, uh, yeah. Excited to see him go. He's good job. Good. I think that's all we got time for in Series 3 of the Tuesday Club. A massive thank you to all our listeners, all our followers. Please get in touch in a little couple of weeks of downtime that we have. Ask some questions. What would you like to, to hear on our show on the Tuesday Club with me, Kyle, and Shane? Thanks to anybody who sponsored us in Series 3. If you'd like to sponsor anything in Series 4, then please get in touch with us. You can contact us on Twitter at Tuesday Club underscore through Instagram at Tuesday Club Podcast. 
Acast. Look at our YouTube channel. Subscribe on Acast, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. It's been a great series, boys. Thanks very much for your company. And uh, I look forward after a couple of weeks wet rest to getting stuck into Series 4, yeah? Yeah, look forward to it, guys. Absolutely. Well, well said, Sean. Well said. What a series it's been. Wheels. Wheels.